Good evening, everybody. There's no mic, but you can hear me, I'm sure. As you're no doubt aware, we are honored tonight to uh, be joined by one of the most sin significant cinematographers in world cinema, Mr. Mark Lee Ping Ping. Thanks for joining us, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. It's good tonight. Thank you. Thank you. It would be easier to name the notable Asian directors that Mark hasn't worked with, but just a few of them are. Uh, a long relationship with Hao Shen, uh, our guest at this festival last year, in fact. Uh, Wong Kar Wai, the director of the film we've just seen, Chen Chuan Chuan, the Vietnamese filmmaker Tran An Hung, and Japanese director Hira Kazukora Eda. And uh, many points in between. Or actually, to put it another way, when we look at Asian cinema here in the West, we look at images created by Mark here beside me. His craftsmanship is beyond parallel. His masterful use of color and composition and movement and natural light are simply extraordinary. He is a machine, an apparatus for turning light into magic. And uh, it's my privilege and a great pleasure to welcome him here tonight to the East Asia Film Festival. Mark, we're gonna start at the start. <laughs> Where did you start? Tell us about your early days uh, in Taiwan and your move to Hong Kong and how you learned the craft of cinematography. Uh, I tried uh, English. If if you don't understand, <laughs> we we have translate. Uh, I I born in Taiwan, then studied uh, everything, learning from Taiwan too. But uh, this moment is uh, uh, where young is uh, some new cinema in Taiwan happen. So this moment, I am very lucky. I, I have time to work with. Uh, very young director. Of course, this moment I'm young too, so we can do something different, something new. And uh, this around the around the I, I around the five six years, I uh, studying the cinema photog. I mean, uh, cameraman in Taiwan, but uh, then. I find I find that the way uh, I'm not a really really professional cinema photographer because I only know the artist movie, so I like the action movie too. So then I have some chance to go to Hong Kong to work. So I I go learning something action movie. So not every movie like that. I have a lot of lousy movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's an action movie, might be a movie. Uh, but uh, it's fun. For me, it's very good. Uh, I, I know the way how to make a different movie. Uh, so now today, any kind of movie for me, I can join. I, I'm not afraid of that. Tell us a bit about, uh, or if you can, define the special relationship between the cinematographer and the director and what you do uh, before you start shooting, when you're on set, and uh, that conversation that you have mm. with the director. Usually I have no choice, right? Is, is they're looking for me. I can look for someone and say, <laughs> uh, look, look, look at me to, to the DP. If they don't like me, it's, it's impossible. So 
unlucky because uh, for the beginning, I the the couple movie, film movie is, is interesting and uh, very for for the this moment is very 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 new. Mm -hmm. So so many new director they try to work with me. So I have time so to uh, have chance to work with different director. Of course, for the beginning, even I shooting with the Hu Xiaoxian, every day is very difficult. Every day, I really don't want to wake up because <laughs> because every day is a, a nightmare. Nightmare, yeah. Nightmare, yeah. <laughs> so every day is nightmare. A couple of years later, nightmare is nothing. <laughs> well, you you and Hu Xiaoxian have made ten films together. Yeah. Since 1985. Yeah. A time to live and a time to yeah, die. You've yeah. made a lot of films together. Yeah. And your relationship is really special. In world cinema terms, it's very special. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so when you go on set and Howe says, I want it this way, and you say, well, okay, we can try it that way, but maybe we should try it this way. Is it about finding an angle or a composition? or yeah. is, uh, Usually like, not like that. No, okay. He don't want to speak. He doesn't want to talk <laughs> at all. Yeah. And I said that he just uh, walking, walking. Tian Dongxi. Throws ideas out. <laughs> Hit something. <laughs> Destroy the door or something. How <laughs> cool is quiet. <laughs> I mean, for the beginning. Because yeah. I think Tan Yali and that. So at the beginning of the movie, he's always very stressed when he's starting out to make the movie. Uh, so the on the set uh, every crew is very quiet, but uh, I cannot quiet because I need to keep going. Mm -hmm. So I need to try to find what he want. I mean, for the beginning, not yeah, yeah. not the, the ten movie. Yeah, yeah. For the for the one, two, three movies. So the early days. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to talk to him to find what he really thinking. Um, find the. I think I sometimes I say he's like the. Um, well, there, there's a Chinese description would be like a, a wife that's really unhappy, but it probably doesn't translate in English. No, it, uh, it does. So a wife that is never happy, never satisfied. And because of that, that gives us the strength to find a way to satisfy her. Okay. And for the film that uh, we've just seen, the Springtime in a Small Town, yeah. is a remake, one of the very few remakes you've been involved in, of a 1948 film, mm. uh, considered a classic in Chinese cinema. Were you, as you watched it, were you and Qian involved in a conversation with the original director, do you think? Was there, because it's not a straight remake. Yeah. You do change certain things, but it's pretty faithful it, to, to the original. I don't know the, the copy is good or not. <laughs> what did you guys watch? It's a very bad image or it's good image. <laughs> no good. It's good. <laughs> because it's very old. Is uh, I mean the copy is very old, so cannot keep the good quality. So and uh, I, I think uh, I I remember the the first couple day we are working together, 
and the director is uh, before the movie ten years mm. he didn't do doing nothing because the something happened the with the blue kite yeah. yeah 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 so he did doing nothing so so after the movie we starting shooting he have so many shot he wanted to shoot on this different sequence so but uh, when I put the camera and I try show show him the the image, mm -hmm. he he asked me. So I don't need the, the other shot. He thought the one shot is good. So this the why we we try to every sequence only one shot. This the think I saw the more. That was my plan all along. So the because I like but when Tian first mentioned, when he first suggested that we do one shot per scene, I had to tell him, oh, it might not work. And if it doesn't work, it's okay with two shots. But in the end, I did try very hard to do it just with one shot. Well, we're, we're going to talk a bit more about that. One of the biggest differences between the 1948 film, obviously, and your film in 2002 was that you had color. And yeah. Fei Mu did not have color. And I wanted you to tell us a little bit about how, in peculiarly to Asian cinema, color is used to evoke mood and uh, the passion and the emotional state of the character. And tell us how you, that conversation that you had and how you brought that about. So when I was younger, the films back in those days, they were all pretty lifeless. The color was lifeless, pretty dull and uninteresting. So you had to rely heavily on the storyline. And if the storyline wasn't good, then it wasn't a good movie. And when I became a cinematographer, it was my mission to bring color into it, to change it. So what made me confident I could do this change was when I watched Oliver Stone, or maybe not Oliver Stone, but um, The Last Emperor. <laughs> Last Emperor. And I was surprised by how a Western director could express Asian colors and mood so vividly. So that made me confident that I could do it too. But我知道他们是很有钱, but I also understood that the reality was Western movies often have very high budgets, and I also work with low budget films. So I took it upon myself to research how I could experiment with lighting and colors um, out of my own time, so to speak, 
and keep the cost low. Uh,有一次拍完一个电影的时候,那个,那个来,来拿片的人非常不满意,因为他觉得这个色彩他没有看过。And there was once when the guy that was coming to collect the dailies, he saw and he wasn't happy because that was the colors he had never seen before. 那其实是很美,但是他不会欣赏。And I found the colors really beautiful and he just lacked the appreciation. <laughs> so it's a tough road, you know, trying to change things. So I still, every movie, I strive to make the film colorful and pleasing to the eye. And you alluded to it there, the, uh, where you work on low-budget films and you often have you know, consumer level lighting and not very much equipment. You work quickly with a small team. Yeah. And how much of that is necessity and how much of that is a kind of artisanship, the craft of it, the challenge to say, right, we need to shoot this scene in this room and I don't have, you know, $100,000 worth of lights. I just have two lights and why don't we shoot it in natural light? And Tell us a bit about how that challenge, that craft challenge every day to mm. make the picture. If the lighting good, why you want to see the lighting? So this, uh, every day I talk to myself, so, so every day I don't see the lighting because uh, when I go to, go to location, I always uh, feel, oh, this is nice. Mm. So sometimes I work with different uh, cover. So some people they work in the commercial, so they make a lot of beauty, beautiful lighting. But for me, it's uh, it's beautiful, but uh, not uh, not not true. You know, just beautiful, but uh, not uh, not no no feeling. Mm -hmm. So I turn up, turn up, turn up. Then in the end, only one light. One light, yeah. Yeah. So day by day. 就是一天一天,這個燈光師最後他的外號叫一燈大師。So the gaffer as the day goes by shooting, the gaffer often earns the nickname, the master of one light. <笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><
I mean, it's you're in you're in that space. We feel it. We feel the mm. we feel the place very very evocatively. And tell us a bit about that. Bringing the world, the natural world, in uh, to your images. Mm. <咳>那事实上那个电影里面的我的灯光非常少 so for the assassin, the challenge really was in the more the panoramic shots. And I used very, very little light for that. So basically I put few lights on the roof. So to kind of give the sand this layered texture. And there was one big light that we put on the set. And that was basically how much light we worked with. And I only worked with one camera and man, and with his four assistants. I mean, uh, we were shooting this, the set. The, the other building, I mean, for the movie, state building, didn't finish. So usually we, we need a cover to, to hide in. But uh, I told the even stay built, built. Mm -hmm. So I say, it's okay, you're not really fire, but you're failing. So we use this way to, to, to um, use this way to um, shooting around the, the, the studio. So make you fair is the distance, uh, rare something in the background, even the inside the studio, Sometimes we, we, we put some, some actor walking outside the door, something. We, we're not really have so many distance. You fooled the audience uh, into thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes, I mean, we, we do that. Has anybody got a question? This gentleman here, hi. <laughs> okay, that's murder. So one question. Okay. 
但是他的有些部分是我们做的，但是那个，嗯，质感很差，所以大部分时间就是黑的，因为那个质感不好，所以用一个气氛让让这个场景有一个深度，有个层次，然后嗯，然后表现出它的质感，但是。他说的那个每个房间的那个，我自己没有注意到，是是每个房间都他都可以感觉到不一样的房间。对，那我觉得可能因为镜头的运动，可以带领他们有这个感觉。So um, the quick answer is yes.、Uh, <laughs> there was、um, deliberate use of camera movement to create.、Um, To evoke different feelings whenever you enter even the same room, and of course the challenge with the rooms used in this movie was they were on location, so they it wasn't a set, and therefore it was not possible to change things physically. Now what we did was we tried to put in a few props, but they were really low quality. But the low light, the darkness, helped conceal that low quality and create atmosphere to create layers, and that's how we got around. Well, he said, "Oh, you thought it was a set? Then that was his failure." Because because that was his failure. 应该讲他说的是对的。You're right <笑>。因为很多电视在那边拍，好像个摄影棚。Because that location is actually used in a lot of TV dramas, so it has that little setty feeling. 所以我们拍的时候，因为没有钱，所以那些电视的那些搭的景，我们都留下。And because we had no money when we were making this film, we just used whatever the props left behind by other TVs. <笑> So the way to get around the things that we didn't like was to use very low light and make it dark. That this this kind of method, many films use. And this is a trick I use in a lot of movies. Sea flowers too. So like flowers, Shanghai. Yeah. You said you had another question. Why not go for it? So basically, you can think of the lighting designer as someone that took direction from me, and Went around turning off the light. Yeah, my job is to turn up. Turn it off. Turn up. Take out. Do we have another question? Up the front. Hi, how are you doing? What advice would you give people 
剧场，但是像你们这种没有小空间，干脆上台戏剧是上音乐剧，那你会有什么建议可以利用小空间，但是还可以呈现出戏曲能力的一个场景？是，就是我觉得就是因为我们常常会会为了表现空间用用镜头，可能宽的镜头什么去呈现，那我觉得常常有时候紧的镜头也可以呈现出环境。所以这也是一个方法，然后还有一个就是，嗯，嗯，光的处理啊，因为光可能真实的光会带领大家的视觉去，去，去进入一个场所，那所以可能会忽略了那个，那个就是紧的关系。Well, um, to create a sense of space in a tight space, we rely a lot on camera movements and the actual camera angle. So uh, one way to get around that is to use a wide angle, but that is not to say a close-up angle wouldn't work. And what I believe is that the use of light is crucial, because by using especially real light, you draw the audiences in into focusing on what you're directing the lights on. And that kind of creates the environment, the feeling of the environment, the space that you want to create. 而且经常需要，我觉得需要去找角度啊，找那个镜头角度，然后有时候要留白，就让别人有想象的空间，而不是那么直接。有时候可以给给看的人有一个想象。And just going back to about finding the angle, sometimes it also is helpful to leave a space blank. This idea of a blank space is empty because it's an indirect way of leaving imagination for the audience. And when imagination takes over, you're not confined to one tight space. Thank you. We have time for one more question. I'll ask this lady, hi. I think it's more of a compliment than a question. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay too. That's okay too.
عشان تقولي لي الحاجه ان شاء الله ما تعرفيها ولا وش الجواب يعني خلاص هذا الشيء تعرفيني نفسيا شي جواب واحد يعني قدام نفسك هذا الجواب Yeah, take the compliment. <laughs> uh, we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> Turn off the light. <laughs> Turn off the light. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Elizabeth.